0: Um, I just want to remind doctors that they already have everything that they need to make the shift that they want to make. Um, I think that, you know, we're always taught that there's more (laughs) to go, go, go. But I think it's just a reminder that we are so capable. We have so many skills, so many attributes. Our life experiences have brought us to this moment and we have the power to really do anything that we please and, and to live the lives that we truly want to live and that we deserve that.
1: Are you a health professional wanting to explore all the options life has to offer? Then you've come to the right place. The Balance Medics Handover podcast is all about living outside the box of what we've been told. I'm Isabella, your host, a junior doctor from Australia and trained coach. I'll be interviewing health professionals from all walks of life, artists, authors, non-clinical specialists and more. These stories show that our choices are endless. Let's take the journey together. This is The Handover. Welcome back to the Balanced Medics Handover Podcast. This episode, we're lucky to have Dr. Christine Goins, an integrative adult and pediatric psychiatrist and digital nomad. Christine is also a physician coach who empowers doctors to pursue location freedom. This episode, we'll be hearing all about her story, speak about healing through travel and how it is possible for doctors to pursue location freedom. Without further ado, let's hand over to Christine. Hey, Christine, how are you?
0: Hi, so glad to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here too. I would like to start every episode similarly.
0: Can you share how you got to where you are now, in your own words? Yes, so I wanted to be a doctor since I was eight years old, so it's been a, a long time coming. Um, Since then, um, I also learned pretty early on that I really love travel. I learned that as a teenager. And so I was always trying to discover how best to integrate these two passions of mine. And during the medical journey, I learned pretty early on, probably in college, that medicine really requires a lot of time, of resources, of energy. And it, it became pretty clear that there were certain sacrifices that seemed like they need to be made, at least to do it the way that everyone else was doing it, the way that we were taught to do it. Um, it seemed like there weren't many options or choices. It was either, you know, you, you, Move in this direction, and you do private practice. You move in that direction. You do academia, and so the rope always seemed very um, pre-paved and linear. And so along that road, I definitely had experiences of of exhaustion, of burnout, um, both as a medical student, as a resident, and even in fellowship and I was always looking for ways to really create more balance. Uh, When I finally became an attending, I thought, okay, training's over. It's finally my opportunity to to live the life that I wanna live. Um, And what I found that, what I found is that uh, it was still really challenging even as an attending, And in some ways, even more challenging. I had more responsibilities. Um, There were more expectations. Uh, I was now leading, you know, other learners and fellows, even departments in some different areas. And I found that the more that I took on, the more that I actually felt myself being depleted. And so it became harder and harder to do the things that I was so passionate um, about doing, the things that really led me into medicine to begin with. And so I really found myself at this crossroads. (laughs) I came to this point of a physical exhaustion where every organ system that I had was being impacted. I ended up in a, a neurologist's office and I remember within the first five minutes of me just like saying, oh, my gosh, it's been so difficult for me. Um, Work is so stressful. And I was going on and on about how (laughs) difficult the the work environment had been. Um, And he just stopped me suddenly, like stop, stop, stop. You know, uh, do you want to take Lexapro? You know, as if that, that was really going to be the answer to all of the, the stress that I was experiencing. And um, I really felt in that moment that it was a wake-up call. It was a reminder to me that it's, it's really my choice of how, how I want to go about designing this life that I want to live within medicine. And that, that was one of the critical points that that led me to the decision that I made to to leave the country wow
1: thank you for sharing and you touched on so many points that I think would really resonate with people listening like getting through training becoming and attending here um, for people who are from Australia like a consultant um, and I guess having the narrative that you'll arrive and everything will be better but maybe finding out that's not exactly what the case will be. So thanks for touching on that. Um, and I wanted to know more, you're saying that it was taking away a lot of the stress, this pressure responsibility was taking away from what drew you to medicine in the first place. Can you share more about that? What, what did call you to medicine?
0: You know, I was really called to being a healer, being a, a, a help. My mom, you know, is a therapist, and I think that upbringing, that seeing her passion about what she does, her connection with people and her work really um, had an impact on me, and I really wanted to to touch people in, in a similar way. I never thought through... Being a therapist in particular, I always thought through being a doctor because I really, really loved science as a, as a kid. Um, but I always thought about being a healer and, and what that would look like and being a teacher and how to, to help people become more in tune with their own bodies and their own minds. That's kind of what led me in that direction.
1: Yeah. And I'm so curious, what about psychiatry? got you to pursue this specialty
0: I think out of all of the specialties I found psychiatry to be the most fascinating Um, just the complexities of the human mind and behavior how it impacts our overall wellness I have a genuine interest in hearing people's stories and understanding their origins, how the beliefs that we hold about our origins and our experiences, how they really influence how we feel, how we show up in the world. Um, And the fact that we, we create our reality with our thoughts, knowing the creative power that we hold in our minds, that's what really drew me to psychiatry and just having that opportunity the privilege to engage in therapeutic relationships with patients and that being what's most important, um, in that specialty, that was really important to me. I would go to, you know, I remember being on surgery and they would yell at me because I was spending too much time talking to patients, you know? Um, so I really wanted to be in a specialty that would not yell at me about that and, and psychiatry was just a perfect fit. I also felt really from the beginning as a medical student that there was something more holistic about the approach to to patient care and always considering the biological, the psychological, the social, the environmental, the political factors and and understanding um, and treating mental health conditions there was less of a, an algorithm and it was more focused in a way on the individual and better understanding their unique values and, and interests and aspirations and how that was gonna play a major role in shaping their treatment. So that is what initially drew me. And also I went work-life balance. Even back then I knew, I didn't know that it would impact my life so much as it has. But even in my, you know, um, young 20s, I was like, I know work-life balance is a thing and I want that. So this seems like a good path.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's so smart of you to be thinking about that even then, because I think sometimes it become more of an afterthought later. Um, I'm interested because psychiatry can sometimes maybe this is australia i don't know can sometimes be focused more on medication and diagnosing but i see that you've done you've pursued integrative psychiatry now i don't really think we have that here so do you mind speaking more about what this means and and and, and what what yeah what is it about
0: yeah so me for for me um, integrative psychiatry is really taking um, the approach of integrative medicine. So I did a fellowship in integrative medicine, and it's really having a comprehensive whole person approach to mental health, which fuse science-based nutrition, movement, lifestyle, management, um, dietary supplements, botanical therapy, even manual medicine. So thinking about, you know, massage and really starting with the least invasive, least suppressive, um, most natural therapy and evolving to more invasive and potentially, you know, suppressive therapies, depending upon, you know, the nature of the condition and a patient's, um, personal preference in their response to treatment. So for me, it was about being knowledgeable about the different theoretical and philosophical underpinnings of different medical systems like Ayurveda or, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, which also allows me to be more comfortable talking to my patients about their use and being able to refer them to other practitioners when appropriate. So I really just wanted to have more tools in my toolbox because I felt that not only psychiatry but just medicine in general was quite limited. It was like either this procedure or this medication or in psychiatry or this therapy and I just wanted more choices to offer my patients.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And I and I wonder if this will become a bigger thing in the Australian medical systems I hope so Um, but it's not doesn't exist here as far as I know integrative medicine so maybe it's maybe we're a bit behind in that sense from the U.S. Um, so we'll watch the space Uh, now you're currently calling in from Mexico from La Paz Mexico what sparked the shift from
0: psychiatry to digital nomad so for me again it was that passion for travel that I always had I had a passion for travel since I was a teenager not because I could travel but I would read books about traveling and I would travel in my imagination and so I knew it was only a matter of time before I would really be able to be you know one of the characters and explore the world and practice learning different languages um and be able to connect with people from different cultures in a really um, genuine and unique way. And so I began to do that a little bit through training. I was always trying to figure that out. And so in the U.S., at least, we have this summer after our first year in medical school where you can do whatever you want. So during that summer, I actually spent... Time living with a family in Costa Rica, learning medical Spanish and learning about uh, the medical system there. So that was my first time ever leaving the country. That was my experience. And in fellowship, uh, I took a month off to live in a Tibetan Buddhist monastery in Kathmandu, Nepal, studying mindfulness. And so those were the ways I tried to, you know, integrate travel. Into my medical life, of course, like taking vacations and going away and things like that, but never for the extended periods of time, you know, that I really wanted. And so after I experienced my last kind of bout of burnout as an attending, um, I said, okay, what do I need to do to really design the type of life that I wanted to live? And that life was a life of traveling. It wasn't you know, um, going on vacation for five days or two weeks. It was living, really um, immersing myself in other cultures. And I could only do that by living abroad. And so that's what kind of shifted my, um, my entire lifestyle because I knew that that's the kind of life that I wanted to live. And I had to just figure out how was I gonna make that work as a physician?
1: I love that and I love the story of how you would imagine yourself travelling and read books on travel. And I'm not sure if you've done this but it, it planning trips that maybe you won't ever take but just maybe one day you will but there's not something coming on the horizon. So it just it sounds so um,
0: poetic and then you figuring out a way to actually do it. I think that that is how all of our lives are created, you know. First it starts from a thought that we have, right? It starts from our vision and then, you know, we have feelings, we have behaviors, we start taking actions and so it's part of that process of manifestation.
1: Yeah. 100%. And I see you you speak about traveling, healing your burnout. Can you speak more about
0: that and do you think it can heal others? Absolutely. You know, the ways in which travel really healed my burnout was one by allowing me to create this space of exploring novel experiences on a day-to-day basis. So it really allowed me to enhance my moment-to-moment awareness um, to really experience more of the joy of living, to facilitate my openness to new experiences. Um, I found myself with having more time, really being able to gain more clarity in what I wanted, um, to do deep introspective work, um, to foster more relationships with different people from different cultures, but probably the most important was to deepen my relationship with my own self, you know, even with my connection to my body. Um, I think that it really allowed me to grow in my confidence, like really trusting myself, really being able to lean on my inner knowing Um, and my own intuition, Um, and also just enhance my creativity. You know, there's this diversity of ideas and exposure to new languages, food, art, um, music. It really promotes this willingness to just think outside of the box, to really recognize that we're so interconnected and that so many things are possible um, it really helped me with that—that that cognitive flexibility as well—to really get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> so, you know, in all of those ways, it really um, helped to shift me out of that place of of burnout and really open me up to to new possibilities.
1: And I'm curious how. What was the time period between burnout, you know, midst of burnout to coming out the other side and feeling healed?
0: Probably, you know, to to be honest, the burnout started to lift as soon as I made the decision. You know, I was actually found myself really still in, right? I was still working at the same place, doing similar things, but my mindset was completely shifted. I knew where I was going. I knew I was about to begin um, a brand new journey, one that was of my choosing, one that was, um, by my design, something that I really, really wanted. And already, just, I felt a burden had lifted. Um, I was really passionate about wrapping up my time in the States. I was passionate about getting rid of everything in my apartment, (laughs) you know, just starting anew, starting this fresh life. Um, So it really, it really shifted. Um, It was gradual, but it started, I would say immediately. And one of the first things I did when I knew I was leaving is, is I always thought it, I always thought that working five days a week seemed Like, way too much. And as doctors, typically we we say we work five days a week, but we don't. We work like six or seven days a week, usually. Um, And so, my thing was, I'm going to work two days a week and I'm going to be all five. And so, that's what I did. And so, when I left, it was a really dramatic shift in my lifestyle and my work life balance. You know, it was more just work is just one of the things that I do. It's just a small part of my week and my week is for living that's that's the major thing that I do
1: yeah yeah that's huge and it's so interesting what you say and I think it's very true that shift in mindset from I am designing my life versus the victim of circumstances or life is happening to me so it becomes really empowered
0: absolutely and i think it just spoke to the fact that the shift happened um even before i left i think really just speaks to how it's it's our thoughts that really determine the space that we're in and and our emotions and how we're feeling and if we can find a space you know of being empowered in having thoughts of empowerment from where we are, we can begin that shift even before, you know, any changes in our environments occur. And we have the power to make those shifts as we like.
1: Big time. I, I love that. And I'm a believer in that as well. I'm really curious, you're currently digital nomad for, for over two years. What is the role of travel now in your
0: current purpose? So for me, travel continues to be this space of expansion. Um, it continues to be um, a place where I connect with different people. I've met lifelong friends <laughs> um, through this experience. I also have shifted to the world just being my home. Like, I I would never move back to the US. And so now I'm on this new mission of, you know, finding homes on different continents and being able to travel in between them and really um, continuing to use my travel to like inspire others, to empower doctors, to live. Um, lives of freedom from anywhere, and to just continue to explore the world and enjoy everything that Earth has to offer.
1: That's beautiful, and it's like the the real spirit of an explorer, an adventurer. How did you make it happen? How do you? How are you making digital nomad work
0: for you? For me. Um, One of the things I did was I shifted, I left academia, and I shifted to doing more of my individual work, which was in contracting and consulting. Um, And I did that two days a week. That's, you know, the medical work that I do. Um, And so that's kind of how I've integrated it into my life of full-time traveling. Um, I think for us as physicians, we haven't really been taught or sold on the fact that we have all of these (laughs) skills and qualities, expertise um, that really allows us to leverage the work that we do, um, to digitize the work that we do, so that we can do it from anywhere. And I think for some physicians who maybe are really passionate about let's say surgery or procedures, you know, there's also this opportunity to do it in a way that allows space for both, you know, um, to really do like a bridge between, you know, being on site and also being able to digitize other aspects of their work and their business. Um, And so that's kind of what I leaned in on and focused on and realized pretty early on. I was doing work um, through telemedicine, even like before COVID, that was always part of something that I did. And so it's really about tapping into that more and expanding that work.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm hopefully assuming correctly that you're doing psychiatry work through telemedicine overseas um, and coaching. Is there anything
0: else you do as well as part of your work now? No, I primarily just do, you know, consulting, um, contract work still in integrative psychiatry with both children and adults and coaching, coaching other physicians um, and empowering them to live lives of freedom and balance.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that you are living a life and showing that it is possible for doctors to work remotely and digitize their work. I want to speak more about your coaching. It does seem, I can see the overlap with psychiatry, but how did you
0: find coaching? What drew you to pursue this? Well, the way that I first found coaching was through hiring a coach. I had a friend who um had a coach and I've been talking about some changes that I wanted to make in terms of um, thinking about having my own business. And this is why, while I was still, you know, in attending and working in academia, I just wanted to create some space to think about what I wanted next. And it was pretty difficult to do that with all of the work that I was doing, <laughs> I was so focused on medicine and so focused on all of the responsibilities that I had that it it was really difficult for me to do it without having some kind of accountability of showing up for the change that I wanted to create in my life. And so I got my first coach, um, probably my second year into being an attending and <laughs> I love talking about my first coaching experience because it was actually my first coach who told me that what I wanted to do was not possible. So, you know, I told them, (laughs) I know, I told them that what I really wanted to do was I wanted to practice psychiatry still because I really, really love medicine and I really love psychiatry but I only wanted to do it less than 20 hours a week and I wanted to travel the world and they said "Mm, that's just not gonna happen they were like well maybe down the road maybe three years five years from now but you're not just gonna be able to leave and just jump into a life like that so um maybe you have to think about some other plans and so I do um you know, you want to find a good, a good coach, someone who has um, been where you're trying to go. At least in some respects, I think is really helpful. Uh, but I think you can learn from every experience, and I really do think that it was possible that the challenge that that person presented to me by telling me that it was something I couldn't do actually motivated me further to to actually pursue what I wanted to do Um, and so I mean that's what I ended up doing not too long after that maybe six months after that is when I left the country so
1: wow it's so interesting that even though your first experience with a coach was not the best you pursued coaching you did what you wanted to do um, and it was like a fire underneath you to to
0: do it absolutely because I I really think you know, having that space to just even imagine, to plan, to set intentions for what I wanted was really powerful. Like it really set the course for what was going to come next for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and having a, a good coach is so important. Um, and even if they haven't lived exactly what you want to live, having a coach that doesn't limit what is possible your dreams a coach that can give you the permission in the space to to dream big and if you fall short who knows but maybe you will get there you know just go for it so that kind of a coach I think could be really helpful when you do big transitions
0: absolutely
1: currently one of my passions is making coaching a bigger part of medicine I'm curious what you feel about this what can medicine learn from the coaching
0: world do you think it will become a bigger thing Absolutely. You know, I think that uh, dissimilar to medicine and coaching is not about following anyone else's predetermined path or algorithm. It's really about the individual defining and designing their own path. You know, there's this strong emphasis on empowering you know, someone to align with their goals, their aspirations, and then providing that accountability that can lead to um, them having a better adherence to the plans that they've set, you know, the plans that they've created and intentions that they have. And so I think in that way, it it really differs from medicine. And I think medicine can learn to, to really incorporate that more individualization that, that nuance and really listening to patients and how their unique um, situations, circumstances and lived experiences really can impact the treatments that might be best for their um, wanted outcome in terms of their health and their overall wellness. Yeah, for sure. It, I think it can really benefit
1: our practice as doctors, but then also ourselves. Um, It's a high-pressure career. Like you've been saying, burnout is so common. It's more the norm. It's actually rare if you've not burnt out currently, the statistics, and coaching I think is a great resource that we could all tap into.
0: I completely agree with that. I wish I knew about it sooner. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, well, now you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What's your current vision? My current vision is to transform the healthcare industry by empowering doctors to achieve balanced and fulfilling lives where they can work less from anywhere. Really encouraging and supporting them and living lives by design rather than by default i just imagine a world where there's happy healers and what that could do you know for just the wellness of us all
1: yeah happy healers i love that vision thank you for sharing it and it just makes me think have you spoken to dr una yet or reached out to her in any way
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in her. <laughs> I'm in her group. So I know her very well.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. You, you know, you know, Dr. Una, <laughs> I was just going to say, like, she's, she's also working to change um, the healthcare system. And, and, yeah, I think it's, it's starting. So it's
0: exciting. For sure. For sure. And I, and I think, you know, um, you know, Dr. Una, but there's so many docs you know, um, who are really thinking of so many innovative ways for us to explore our creativity, for us to tap into our collective wisdom and knowledge and skill set to really think about medicine differently, you know, whether it's through entrepreneurship or whether it's through other types of, you know, collaborations, um, there's a lot of people who are changing uh, the face of, of healthcare. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm more excited than I've ever been about the future of medicine.
1: <laughs> yes, I love that. That's amazing. Um, oh, so it's inspirational. And I hope listeners, are, I think they probably could feel the energy too. And and it starts with us, I think, this change. So it's really great to, to connect and hear your vision and and see more people joining in this cause. Um, Do you have any advice for doctors who want to pursue location freedom, who are listening right now, and what
0: their next steps could be? Absolutely. You know, I would say that if you have a deep passion for travel, um, to really lean into it, tap into it, to recognize that it is in you know, outer journey for an inward purpose. And to begin by just determining what your highest values are. Just thinking, sitting, taking space and using that space to to really determine what you want. Because knowing what you want is the first step to being able to achieve it. And from there is just one step after another. And seek support also from people who have made uh, a similar transition, similar journey, um, a stay in community, but it's definitely possible. So lean into it and don't stop until you get what you want. Yes, don't stop till you get what you want. I love that.
1: Um, and to embrace that feeling and not, you know, try to ignore it or push it down to, to lean into it. That That's great. Um, a great tip there. I ask this of everyone that comes onto the podcast, what is
0: balance to you? For me, balance is a harmonious integration of my purpose, my passions, my highest values all aligned in their proper proportion and coming in perfect timing in my life. And so at different moments, the scales may shift but it always centers on my intentional choices, my ongoing self reflection, and my commitment to living a life that is centered on my aspirations and my well being.
1: Thank you. Uh, and I love hearing everyone's different definition of balance. Uh, I can sense your strong purpose and your intentions. And it's great to have had you on this podcast to share for the listeners. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say uh, before we finish?
0: Um, I just want to remind doctors that they already have everything that they need to make the shift that they want to make. Um, I think that, you know, we're always taught that there's more. <laughs> to go 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 but i think it's just a reminder that we are so capable we have so many skills so many attributes our life experiences have brought us to this moment and we have the power to really do anything that we please and and to live the lives that we truly want to live and that we deserve that
1: that's great that's great it's possible we have it in us right this moment change can happen thank you for sharing um how can people find you reach out to you work
0: with you um they could find me at thenomadmd.com and also on instagram at the nomad MDs or facebook at the nomad mds
1: perfect and i'll put all of that in the show notes again it's been a pleasure to connect christine and hear your story I'm sure the listeners will find this episode so valuable. And, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Balance Medics Handover Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate and review this podcast and click the follow button. For more resources, check out the Balance Medics website. The link to this will be in the show notes below. See you next episode.